fellow human beings. Hi. Welcome to another Untapped Potential NBA podcast. Yeah, we're on Twitter now, boys and girls. Sorry, we don't need it. Y'all, um, y'all, it's gender neutral. Yeah. At, uh, at Untapped underscore NBA. Just, just search Untapped NBA, and we'll pop up with some fire tweets. We're actually, um, we're podcasting over Skype right now because Isaac's in a different time zone, so we haven't done this before. So the cues of, like, me talking and waiting for him to talk and vice versa are kind of going to be weird. It's going to be nuts. So, yeah, if, if we're overlapping each other at all, no, it's because yeah, we are um, first taking it. <laughs> Just like first take is... Skip! Yo, let's get into these takes, Isaac. Speaking of first take, right. let's, let's hop into some takes. Kawhi Leonard! <laughs> yeah, what about him? I don't know. He's, he's, I think he's hiding in Toronto somewhere. He probably found a yeah. broom closet to go to. I don't know. We haven't found him yet. Um, <laughs> I've heard he's met with the GM of, uh, you know, the Toronto Raptors. I, I, you know, I don't remember his name. Um, Masai but I've heard he's met with them. What is it? Masai Ujiri. Masai Ujiri. Uh, but I've heard they've met. And actually, I, I heard good reports on the meeting and that Kawhi is invested in um, feeling it out, which I have no idea what that means, but he, you know, he's invested in actually like trying it out with Toronto, which I, I'm excited. It's going to be interesting. I mean, you can never trust anything that comes from Kawhi or his camp or anything that his <laughs> uncle or anybody says, but do you think he's going to, okay. Number one question. Do you think he's going to stay or like want to play for Toronto? Honestly, I, I can see them winning him over. I mean, it happened with Paul George last year. I think that gave the Spurs leverage. And, and I I don't know. There's something cool about picturing Kawhi in that red Raptors jersey. Like, hmm. when, I, when I picture that, I'm just like, you know, I can see him staying here. Like, I can see Kawhi being a Raptor. After this trade came through, I was like, you know, this – this makes sense. I wasn't really thinking about the Raptors before it happened, but it makes sense. They've got Lowry. They just upgraded a position they didn't have. They have backup shooters for the two position. Um, I mean, quite, quite makes sense on their team. Next to Ibaka, um, Valjunas, it, mm. it, it's, it's a good team they put together. Um, and if they wow Kawhi, I can see him stay. Now, I think the Lakers have an obvious chance with them still, but they had a chance with – Paul George, and they, they ruined that, too. So I, I really don't know what the Lakers are thinking, but... Um. Yeah, the Lakers are kind of falling behind in this because Toronto's going to have... That defense is going to be elite, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like oh, totally. Yeah, amazing defense. And, yeah, L.A. might fall into the, the Paul George thing again where they have a player who really wants to play for them, they never make a move, and they kind of just lose them because they like where they are. Um, but I could... I don't know. If Kawhi decides to come out uh, from playing hide-and-go-seek and <laughs> wants to play some big boy minutes, I could see him. That team could be really nice, considering how open the Eastern Conference is this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think this is kind of just Toronto's, like, I'm pushing it all in. LeBron's gone. Let me, like, try for something, as opposed to just being, you know, a mediocre one-to-two seed every year, you know? Kawhi is a top-five player and I, I hate what they did to DeMar DeRozan I hate it but at the same time like it it makes sense if you take feelings out of it yeah it makes sense what they did and that's kind of where I'm sitting with this is 
and I'm sorry if I was yelling before. I just took off one of my headphones, and now I can hear again. But, you know, it, it makes sense what they did with Kawhi and, like, DeRozan. It, it, it's a business, but I still, like, that's something that's going to be weird for me. What I'm really excited for is the Spurs versus um, Raptors games. Oh, no. I think that's going to be awesome. But also, like, I think – here's my take on those games. I think the Raptors are going to win in San Antonio – and I think the Spurs are going to win in Toronto. I think that's how it's going to go. Um, I think they're going to – like Kawhi is going to go off when he goes back to San Antonio and the Raptors are going to win and the Rosen's going to go off when he goes back to Toronto. And I think those <laughs> – that's how it's going to go because there's going to be so much bad blood there. But it's going to be so much fun to watch either way. I think t- Toronto fans will cheer more for DeRozan this year than they will for Kawhi. Well, unless they're doing well. They love DeRozan. Oh. They have to. They have to do like a tribute video or yeah, something definitely. when he comes back. Like and show them. It's it's a band aid on bad blood, but you know, uh, they should honestly. They should probably retire his jersey too. They Who will. else is? They have to retire. They they need to. He's the greatest Raptor, like easily. But Can the, we talk about how unprecedented it is that the one seed literally tore down houses here? Yeah, that's what I was. Trying, I was thinking about that. It's like on the surface, you think about it, you're like, you got rid of your best player. And you got rid of Coach of the Year. But then when you step back and look at it, it's for, like, a good cause, I guess? Because you're getting a better player in Kawhi if he's healthy and wants to play basketball. And then you're getting, like... Well, the thing is, if this trade doesn't work out, then you just get rid of Kawhi, and then you kind of can rebuild with this, like, young bench and, like, core that you have. So, like, but if you have DeRozan, I think you have DeRozan for another two to three years, and you're kind of stuck with this, you know, aging squad. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense. It gives them um, kind of a finality there. Yeah. Like, DeRozan was like, DeRozan is his own path. Like, if you keep DeRozan, this is the plan we have. But with Kawhi, like, there's there's options available. Like, and to be honest, if they don't re-sign Kawhi, that's not going to be the end of the world. Yes, they're going to lose the hell out of this trade, but, like, they're just going to have to rebuild, and that's not going to be a bad thing for them. Um, I mean, they have assets to rebuild around. Like, this isn't the end of the world. If Kawhi doesn't re-sign, I mean, they've got Valajunas, they've got Abaka, they've got Lowry, which will surely see their way out if Kawhi doesn't re-sign. And then you'll see Toronto kind of shimmy around, Go into a rebuilding, maybe tank. I don't know. I'm not sure if Toronto's a tanking city, but probably. Uh, but they you know, did, that 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 seems like a good option to me. With the the thing, I was happy to see with the trade for Toronto's sake is they kept OG. Yes. I yeah. Like OG, I, I, yeah. He's gonna be a big piece for their future, and the like. He was a really big like piece on that team. Like he could have been like a really good trade piece, and the fact that they could kept kept him was, I think that was a win for them. Just I best off that. Yeah, when I when I first saw the news, I, I turned to my roommate and I told him like, all right, the trade package is going to include DeRozan, probably OG Ananobi, and then a first rounder. And I was wrong. Um, I I was wrong. They took Pirtle instead, which I mean, cool, I guess. But I mean, Pop will make him do something. I honestly. I, I don't think Pop can lose a trade. I think DeRozan's going to go off next year in the West. Um, and I, I would not count them out for doing something crazy. I never count the Spurs out for doing something crazy and winning a championship all of a sudden. The Spurs are always going to be good. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think. And with DeRozan, I think they're going to be great. Okay. 
Hot take, but I, I think the Spurs are going to be really good with DeRozan. Realize, I think Pop's going to give him a second coming. DeRozan might not even make the All-Star team in the West. <laughs> I think he will. I think he's going to come out and do something crazy that we haven't seen no. him do. Revitalize his career. I really do. I think. And I mean, the Spurs are not weaponless. You know, they've got good. What, what did they lose? They lost Kawhi and they lost Tony Parker. And like, sorry, Spurs fan. I love Tony Parker. Tony Parker should be a Spur. But at the same time, like, other than, like, the emotionally, that's not a huge loss. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's not a huge loss. I agree. But can I just get back to this scorching hot take of DeRozan's going to lead the Spurs to a championship? Okay. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's going to happen. It would not surprise me. That's what I'm saying. It would not. I'd be like, all right, it's the Spurs. It, it, it makes sense. Greatness exudes from that organization. I agree. But the Warriors are going to have five all-star spots wrapped up. I'd take DeRozan averages 50 in the finals, <laughs> in, in the East, in the Western Conference finals. <laughs> against the Raptors. Against, well, in the Western Conference finals against the, um, oh, Warriors. you know, the Warriors, and then against the Raptors. Against in the, the Raptors. No, I, honestly, I don't, I don't see the Raptors. I think the Raptors could beat the Celtics. I think now we're talking in the, in the East, we're talking Raptors, um, and we're talking Celtics for the one seed. And I, I, I think that's really it. Um, those those two are by far leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else in the East. Um, oh, no. In my opinion. Um, Isaac. What? I don't know. <laughs> the the recording thing went it went missing. No. It was recording. I did so many hot takes. It was just recording, and then I like clicked away from it, and then it like went away. Go find it. I'm trying. Find it. I'm gonna play Happy Wheels again. This is bad. <laughs> Our Twitter account's been locked, dude. Locked. Your account appears to exhibit unusual behavior that violates the Twitter rules. What? We have to. Uh, we have to. To unlock your account, we have to pass Google reCAPTCHA challenge and verify your phone number. Oh my god. I didn't enter a phone number. What are you doing? That's a problem. Are you a robot? I'm not a robot. I'm trying to unlock the account right now. Oh, my God. Uh, Click every picture with a bus in it. (laughs) I hope it's recording this somehow. Wow, it really just disappeared. Oh, wow. I think it's still recording. All the buses go. Verify it. Just because I'm on it. Yeah. I think it's still recording. Okay, I'm going to edit around this because some of this is pretty funny. But boys and girls of the NBA Untapped Potential podcast listening, uh, Isaac is currently struggling because we've been locked out of our Twitter account. So uh, technical difficulties going soon. I'm so sorry about this. I will deal with this. No, it's fine. I thought the podcast stopped recording, so we're we're rookies. Yes. We are no Jason Tatum. <laughs> no. Wait, she was training with Kobe. All right. <laughs> I just screamed into my microphone. But seriously, though, he was training with Kobe. Hot take alert, Jason Tatum next Kobe. I can see it. A lot of these kids grew up watching Kobe. Like Devin Booker, guarantee he yeah. watched Kobe growing up. We're looking – all right, so here, here's here's my hot take. Third generation Jordan because Kobe is, was our generation's Jordan because yeah. he basically mimicked his game after Michael Jordan. Yes. Like Jordan directly influenced Kobe's development. Kobe directly influenced Jason Tatum. So now we're looking at third generation Jordan. That's all I'm saying. Third generation Jordan game gameplay. 
What about uh, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton being the next uh, Kobe Shaq? Uh, you know, sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I, I think they're going to be good. I just I just don't know. I mean, we talked about them kind of last podcast, and I don't want to go over or do anything crazy with you know ours. But actually, let's get back on track. So we talked about Kawhi and kind of DeRozan. Um, I mean, he got shafted um, <laughs> straight up. But also, I think it's going to revitalize career, and I, I really do think he's going to go down if he stays with the Spurs. Which I really hope that this trade is—it's not like an Isaiah um, Thomas trade. Who? Isaiah Thomas? Yeah, know. exactly. Yeah, it, it's not like a that trade. Um, you know, where the Celtics got rid of a franchise player and then he basically doesn't exist anymore. Um, Isaac, did you see that Isaiah Thomas was like calling? The Celtics trying to get them to sign him. Yes, and that is the saddest thing ever. I saw saw a quote from Isaiah Thomas that said, I just want to be wanted. And I was like, that was was single Derek's mood all day. (laughs) Honestly, it's so... It's sad. That that kind of story makes me really sad about the NBA, and it's a business thing, because, like, you have these top five MVP candidates that just go into non-existence, basically. And I really do like Isaiah Thomas. I like everything he brought to the sport. I like everything he continues to bring to the sport, even on his minimum contract. Like, he deserves to get paid more, um, but I love what he's bringing. Um, But at the same time, like, I hope that this trade isn't one of those. I don't want to see what happened with Isaiah Thomas happened to DeMar DeRozan. And I don't think it will, but I hope that he goes down as like a Spurs great after this. I think that's the only way that like the NBA can make it up to him is that he goes down as a great spur. Um, So, and I think, I think he will. I hope he will. I hope he doesn't change another team. Well, I Um, hope the Pacers win the championship, but we all know that's not going to happen. So, I mean, I no, I don't see DeRozan doing so. I mean, it'll be a good team. It'll be a fun team to watch, but the West is just way too stacked, in my opinion, for anything to happen. I mean, I think the best thing that you're going to get out of this trade is Jakob Voidel's going to learn from fellow foreigner Pau Gasol, and he'll be a serviceable big man in years to come. But I just I don't see much coming to fruition because of this trade. That's just me. That's just me. That's fine. That's fine. We can we can differ. No, I can we? No, you're so dumb because of that. No, I'm kidding. I I really, in the end, I care about the Pacers. Um, but I think lesser of you as a person because you disagree with me. (laughs) We're no longer doing this podcast, Isaac. Goodbye, uh, Isaac. Welcome to the Derek (laughs) Potential Podcast. (laughs) The Tapped Potential Podcast. So we, we've talked about DeRozan getting kind of shafted here. And my hot take, I really do think the Spurs are going to succeed with this trade. Um, I, I, I do. I, I, I hope that it happens that way, and I, I, I see it happening. But all, uh, <laughs> we, we do a lot of uh, ragging on Carmelo Anthony in this podcast. Oh, boy. Do, do we ever. Um, and Carmelo staying in the West, that he is negatively impacted. Um, <laughs> but he's making bank doing it. He got bought out for the full amount of his contract. Which is unheard of, right? Yeah. Is that unheard of? That's unheard of, right? It's unheard of. You told me, like, a percentage of it, maybe like 75 or something. He got the full, like, $25 million. 
It's 28. I'm pretty 28. sure it's 28. Oh, my God. 28. <laughs> so he plays terribly, has the worst season of his career, and gets $28 million. I could go out on the floor, do what Carmelo Anthony did, get $28 million. No, you, no, you couldn't. No, you well, could. I couldn't. I'm not Carmelo <laughs> Anthony. I'm, I can't finesse people like that. But props to him. I mean, I I, I think the man is uh, going to destroy the Rockets. But, I mean, props to him for securing the bag, as the kids would say. I saw, yeah. I saw it real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I browsed the Reddits a lot. There was yeah. a article that got posted. It said, if Carmelo Anthony signs with the Rockets, the Rockets are projected to – the Rockets' championship potential is will decrease by 4%. Jesus Christ. He's adding nothing of value to this team, according to, you know, projections and numbers, but, you know. I mean, those are numbers, and there's a lot of people in the NBA that say numbers mean nothing. And I, I, I like the move as the Rockets, I think. I think the only problem is Carmelo refuses to be come off the bench. I mean, he said that. He's like, I'm not going to come off the bench. He, he's already said that. That's number one problem. You know, but at the same time, they left Trevor. They lost Trevor Ariza, so, I mean, they have a hole where he's going to go, but yeah. they lose defense, too. They gain scoring, but they have scoring. I don't – to I me, think. it doesn't make much sense. But, I mean, if he's going to play for anybody, it makes sense that it's the Rockets because he has um, people he likes there. Maybe Chris Paul yeah. will push him to a new level because that's what Chris Paul does. Um, but the real question is, can he play the four? No, he can't. He cannot play the four. He can't play the four. He could never play the four. I, nobody should have ever asked him to play the four. That's more of a freaking Thunder misfortune than it is a Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony problem. Um, I read an article today that said the Thunder were like the seventh best front office. And, like, that's arguable. Um, they've drafted so much good talent, but they lost all of it. And I think that should be nicked from them. They kept Paul George, but so what? They still lost that trade. Like, <laughs> We'll get to this article, and, um, but I agree. Whew. That's preposterous. The Thunder is an organization that continually makes like subpar moves, and people are like, man, that was really good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> like, They stay competitive. I, I like that. That's great. You're staying competitive. But like, with the talent you have, you should be more than competitive. Come on. <laughs> All right. It's just sympathy for uh... – them losing Seattle, it's like, oh, they lost, Se- like they lost the Sonics. Let's give them some props, you know. They're, yeah, yeah. Let's feel sorry for them. Sympathy. Well, I mean, I do. I like the move of Dennis Schroeder, but the point remains, like, you, they keep stacking up in positions that they already have. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what position do we are we secure in? Well, let's sign somebody at that position. You know. I mean, he could. Dennis we were Schroeder, talking about. Yeah. We were talking about it last week with the small forward stack up. Well, they got rid of one of the small forwards, and they added another point guard. No, they got rid of a power forward in Carmelo Anthony. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) No, okay, so they got – I think Schroeder will be – Schroeder averaged like 19 a game as the starter for Atlanta. I think he'll be a serviceable – kind of like average above average backup point guard. Um, So – that's that's all right for them. They got rid of Carmelo. They got rid. Of, they took out the trash. Like literally got rid of a bag of trash and replaced them with a starting caliber NBA point guard. So, I mean, I'll take that. Um, besides that, honestly, they didn't really have to give up. Well, I mean, they gave up twenty eight million dollars paying. Basically, is what they did. Like we don't want to pay twenty eight million dollars. We'll take Dennis Schroeder. But honestly, for the Hawks, like I think they could have gotten more for Dennis Schroeder. 
Possibly, yeah. I mean, you trade your starting point guard away for what you get back, and that's not much. They're, they're not even keeping Carmelo. I mean, I think that was... I, I fully don't understand what they did, but... I think I, they... Dennis Schroeder was secured for a couple more years. I think he had right. three or four more years on his contract because they just resigned him last season, and yeah. then they go and draft a new point guard. And so they, they basically said, we'll do a one-time payoff and not have to think about this again. It was like... Both people were like, "All right." Both teams were like, "We made mistakes." <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 fess up. We made mistakes. Let's get rid of these mistakes. We just want to forget about them. Exactly. <laughs> Press a big old Control Z on this, and yeah, you know, they basically both said, "All right, <laughs> my bad. Let's move on." Like, yeah. Yeah, cool, I guess. Yeah, I think I remember when I was talking to you about this. He was Schroeder was making like fifteen million a year through twenty twenty one. And I guess they, they didn't want that contract, so they – I mean, it's kind of a win-win. I mean, it, it's ultimately a lose-lose when you're getting rid of players that you don't like, but I mean, yeah. it helps them in the long run, just kind of like saving space and getting rid of players you don't really want. Um, yeah, and they – I mean, they really want Trey, one, Trey Young to start, so it makes yeah, sense. I see that. Uh, I see the vision. I understand getting top five players and, like, having them start immediately, but it, sometimes it's best, I think, to have them come out – Six-man role, play against the second unit, and then figure it out. Um, and that's probably what I would have done. I would have waited probably a little little into the season. But I think they felt the crunch. Um, this this offer wouldn't have been available later in the season because they yeah. wouldn't have been able to with with the way the salary works. It wouldn't have worked. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. What, what happened happened. Uh, Carmelo's on the Rockets. Schroeder's on the OKC, and Atlanta didn't get anybody. But. <laughs> Cool, you know, go go Hawks. They're gonna suck next year, man. I'm just I'm just saying they're gonna. They're I mean, gonna suck. they're not they're not trying to win a championship this year. Yeah, they're rebuilding. Other teams that continue to say, well, are now going to just be mediocre. I think are the Cavs. Well, they just picked up Kevin Love. <laughs> exactly, Signed mediocrity. Mediocrity, Isaac. Really? Mediocrity. What did Kevin Love do before LeBron James was on his team? Fat he Kevin carried Love. Minnesota too close to the playoffs. Fat Kevin Love on the Wolves was a stud. He but he was, never made the playoffs. He was Carl Anthony Towns before Carl Anthony Towns. But he never made the playoffs. It was Minnesota. The Timberwolves can't make the playoffs. I'm just Kevin saying. Garnett. What? I'm just saying. Kevin Garnett's top. He never made the playoffs before he played with LeBron. What makes you think he's going to lead the Cavs to a playoffs? Well, actually, I saw something people talking saying that maybe they signed him to this contract so they could trade him. They did get it done in a way that they could trade him before this year's deadline. Yeah, because I think his contract was going to expire after this year, so nobody wants an expiring Kevin Love contract. He's he's only what twenty nine. Yeah, he's younger, but I mean, he's at his prime. Um, maybe not, but I Kevin I don't Love. know. If they trade him, I guess it makes sense. But also, like, I don't want a four year Kevin Love contract either. <laughs> I do. Give him the Pacers. I, really? I do. Kevin Love is Wait, what, what underrated. Would we, what would we give him? Kevin Love, fourth year what, in the league. He, has one, he averaged him? 26 and 13, Isaac. I mean, yeah, but that's not who he, what's happening right now. The next year he averaged 18 and 14. All right, all right, all right. I'm just saying, I, okay, I, I don't want it to come across like I hate Kevin Love. All I'm saying is, like, the Cavs are, are one of those – I guess they could be trying to, like – he Rebuild shot 42% from three. <laughs> 42% right. from three. Stop throwing these numbers at me. I'm just going by feeling here, all right? This man is a boss. I feel like... <laughs> Feelings don't mean anything, Isaac. 
This is basketball. Shut up. All right. Okay, fine. <laughs> Kevin Love. Good. Derek says it's good. I say it's no, no, not no. Go ahead. Great. Okay. I, I, I don't I don't think it I, I don't think it's that great of a deal. But I mean if they trade them um, with this contract, sure. They they get a pick. I think they're gonna be good. I mean they wanna re sign Larry Nance too, which makes sense. You really have to with the trade you, you set up. Like if you don't re sign him you lose that trade. And he's an act he's he's from Cleveland or Ohio, so Yeah. Yeah, and I he'll bring in he'll somebody'll buy tickets because of <laughs> No, nobody's gonna buy tickets because of Larry Nance. Um, yet, yet, he's got to he's got to show something in a Cavs jersey first. Like he had highlights with the Lakers, but I really haven't seen any Larry Nance Cavs highlights. But it's only been half a season, you know. He's got time. He's got time. Kevin Love maybe puts him under his wing. I mean, maybe he can. Maybe Love will get like they'll trade him for to a contender for some pieces or something. Like the Raptors get there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but. I mean, I think the Cavs, they've got to have a plan for Kevin Love, whether it be just make Kevin Love the center of their team or, like, train him off eventually for some pieces to kind of help rebuild. Um, but, he, I mean, he got his contract extension. He's going to get paid. Get on I mean, I'll, I'll, give him, I'll give him credit, though. Yeah, like, the Cavs is an organization. I guess this does – this makes sense because it, it gives some flexibility. Yeah. Like if Kevin Love comes in and tears the NBA apart, like it's like, well, yeah, good, we resigned him, he's ours. Um, but if he comes in, and he just plays good, he plays well. You know, he comes in, he averages, you know, seventeen and nine or eighteen and nine, and plays well. Mm-hmm. You know, then they've got leverage to be like, hey, solid piece on your contender. Now let's talk. You know, it, it's a good move for the franchise. Um, it's what I would have done, but you know, I. Yeah. You're stuck. You, you can't really. You gotta they resign. Done, they couldn't have done anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Do you let them walk? You can't let them walk. No. You gotta. You gotta have at least some security there, and I think they did that. And it's not a blockbuster move, but it's it's the one they had to make. I think. Yeah. Um, I agree. Hey, look at that. We agree. Wow. We were we were fighting over this too. This is a hostile. Po- talking over Skype gets me heated. Yeah, we're getting heated, you know. Um, I'm just kidding. Talking about getting heated <laughs> online, <laughs> Kevin Durant. Oh my gosh! Is out here throwing shade at everyone. Oh um, my gosh! According to the media, you know the, the the saying like just like when people get like when athletes get too political, people are like just shut up and play basketball. Yeah, Kevin Durant needs to shut up and play basketball. Not because of anything political, just because he talks too much crap <laughs> on the internet. You know what? You know, I'm I'm gonna defend Kevin Durant. I I, I I'm okay. okay with it. I'm okay with it. Are you? Just, just yeah, I'm fine. I I think he's a play. He's a human being. Let him let him talk his crap. I know. No, let let him let him let him say what he's gonna say. Like if, if an NBA player gives him crap, he's gonna give him crap back, and I respect that, you know, he can't just let people throw shade at him and not throw it back, um, and he's always been active, now, I don't agree with the burner accounts that he's been oh, caught doing that stuff, that's a little much, but, you know, Kevin can come out there, and he's even said there's no real beef there, and I, I think that's true, I don't think there's any real beef, um, I mean, we, we talk crap to each other via social media, I know, but it's like there's not a real beef there. But he's ta- but it's different when you're a multi-million dollar 
one of the most popular people in the world, and you're, like, letting the comments of a 12-year-old get to you. Uh, yeah, okay, that's a little different. I guess I'm, I'm okay with him talking crap to other NBA players. Okay, so, like, the whole CJ McCollum thing. like That's what I'm thinking of. Say that again? That's what I'm thinking of, CJ oh, McCollum. okay. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, he can throw all the takes he wants against other NBA players, because it's, it's competition, it's a game, that's what it's about, but... There's been, like, stuff coming out with him talking. I have this pulled up on Instagram. I, it might have been deleted, but um, somebody took a screenshot of it. So, like, just some, like, person with, like, 20,000 followers, just, like, one of those generic, like, NBA meme accounts. Yeah. Like, posted something saying that, like, he was an elite. Like, he listed three people, like, Kawhi, Durant, and Anthony Davis. and said, these are elite two-way players that don't elevate their team quite like LeBron does because their leadership abilities and Durant yeah. out of nowhere goes, Durant goes, bruh, go sweep your dorm room. You don't know who's stop tagging me in this trash. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like <laughs> sure. he called him a middle school, Stephen, a knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It's getting better. And then the uh, guy who posted said, you know it's true, that's why you responded to me. Um, why don't you actually prove you can lead a team to a championship? You're not in the same galaxy as LeBron. Um, blah, blah, blah. Kevin Durant goes, nah, buddy, you're like 12. Your opinion will not be any motivation to me. Um, Y'all got people think that since I get buckets in the NBA, I'm too big and famous to be it. What the heck? To be... <laughs> Y'all got people thinking that since I get buckets in the NBA, I'm too big and famous to be a black man at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday scrolling through Instagram. Y'all are too funny. I don't, this, what? I mean, it's straight, though. Like, y'all think I'm too famous to come, like, fight back to this. Like, yeah, like, talk crap, Kevin Durant. And, like, what, 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 is he better than me? I talk crap on Facebook. You know, I'd argue on that, Instagram. I'd argue, no offense, Isaac, I'd argue that the way society views us, and this is more about society, I'd argue that society thinks that Kevin Durant is better than you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, he should be. <laughs> okay, the, the poster ends it, ends the comments chain with, I'm glad you owned up to it this time and didn't hide behind a burner. <laughs> so he just clowns him. Oh, my gosh. But, okay. That was I thought we were talking about that, which I found hilarious. But yeah, this whole season. Oh no, that's home. that's so funny. Yeah. But I'm with Kevin Durant. Like, talk your crap, man. Go out there. You, I ain't got no. I I don't have any problems with that. Okay. As long as it's his his account, not a burner. Yeah, yeah. You talk talk your own. You know, stand up for yourself. Don't don't get a burner and talk crap. You know. Okay. Talk trash uh, on your own account. You're good. You're good. Kevin Durant is hashtag mad online at all times. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He should be. Look, Isaac, don't you think, I mean, with all that money, don't you think he should, like, be doing other things than scrolling through his Instagram feed looking for no. people talking smack about him? No. Okay. Why should he? You gotta relax, man. I mean, even with money, you gotta find time to sit down and, you know, check social media. For what? I'd probably be sitting on Twitter half my day even if I had a million bucks. Come on. But don't let it, like... Once you're at that stage of, like, you know, being famous and, like, the top of your game, like, you shouldn't let, like, comments by people, like, bother you to a certain point. 
I mean, to a certain point, but at the same time, like, I don't fault him for, like, okay. coming out and – it's not like he comments on everybody that talks crap yeah. about him. He'd, he'd have no time, but, like, every now and then we see it. But he's famous, so we see, like, everyone, you know? You're right. He's human. I mean, I'm, I I love everybody. I love Kevin Durant, but I just wish he didn't let it get to him so much. One sec. Oh, you're good. All right, okay. Sorry, the neighbor kids came outside to close the door. We'll have to edit this part out. <laughs> They were about to start yelling, and you'd, you'd be hearing them. You might still hear them. I'm, um, I'm leaving this in. <laughs> They're fine. They're great. There's a little hole in our uh, our fence here. We were grilling one day, and one of them, he's probably about three, just poked his head through and started talking to us. Um, <laughs> they all speak Spanish, and but they're so they're so nice. But they're just speaking Spanish to us. One of my roommates, he speaks fluent Spanish too, though. Wow. So we're they were just having a conversation, and they were like, "Can we play in your backyard? Because we we don't mow our grass in our backyard. Our, the grass is probably above their heads." And they thought it was a jungle, and so they went <laughs> and asked their parents, and they came back here, and they were like exploring the jungle and stuff. They're absolutely hilarious. They had a machete like going through the <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> machete. They were fighting Indiana Jones. Uh, <laughs> No, it was, it was it was crazy. It was it was awesome. They discovered the uh, lost ark, you know. Yeah. They're they're great kids. It just you know we're recording. I didn't want them uh, coming to say hey because they'll come talk to me if the door's open and I'm sitting here <laughs> just come. <laughs> oh my Like let's, hey, go talk, go back to your parents. You know. Let's hear their takes, Isaac. Let's hear their hot takes. Yeah, hear their hot takes. Jose, what do you think of uh, Kevin Durant? That might be racist. <laughs> I'm just saying a random name. I mean, you can't, you can't assume because they speak Spanish. You can't assume their name's Jose. Okay, I'll take this part out. But like, yeah. <laughs> come on. I'll take out all the parts that make me look bad and leave it all the parts that <laughs> make me look bad. I'm gonna be the villain. Good. All right. Okay. So. Okay. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Yeah. Bring it on. What would we be saying if LeBron James was commenting on people's posts saying, "Bruh, go back to eighth grade. Get off my." Twitter account. Well, I think I think that's a different conversation because Why? I, they they branded themselves in such a way, and it goes back to like your your media brand. Um, I, I did mass media communication in college, and oh, it goes back to like branding yourself. Like in this era of branding, like Kevin Durant is younger than LeBron James, and they grew up in a different like. I mean, no matter if it's like five years or however years the difference is, like Kevin Durant obviously grew up a little bit more social media prevalent, yeah. I think. And like he has his own accounts and LeBron has his own accounts. But LeBron is like always been professional in his. Mm-hmm. And LeBron and like Kevin Durant grew up like tweeting whatever. True. Too. So like it, it's a different person. And like Kevin Durant's sticking with what his image is. And LeBron's sticking with what him his image is. So obviously we'd be a little different if LeBron came out and did this because we'd be like, whoa, that's a little off character. But like with Kevin Durant, like that's not off character, and that's not that's why I'm not upset about it too. Like it's but, Kevin Durant, you know what you're about to get. But I think one of the that's solely the reason why we'll see always see LeBron as the better player, no matter how many championships Kevin Durant wins with the Warriors. People will always say LeBron's better because just of how he's branded himself and how he's I, conducted himself over his career, don't you think? I, I think we're always going to see LeBron as better because, one, LeBron is better. What? Two, yeah. I, I, but he's a better all-around player. Okay. And, I mean, you can make arguments, but, like, the stats just line up that way. Like, Kevin Durant's had plenty of opportunities to have those stats, and, like, LeBron is just the better player. Sure. Uh, and two, I think it's because LeBron has branded himself as such a professional and like yeah. such a it, – it starts when you start your career. And somebody really needs to tell 
not players this, but like everybody needs to know, you know, when you start your career in whatever it is in, you really need to be aware of how you're branding yourself and how you're putting yourself out there. And I think LeBron did is the best example and number one example on how to brand yourself on social media, um, to the press, to professionalism. Like he is for everybody out there. LeBron is the peak oh, yeah. of professional branding. So it's hard to compare anybody else to him. Yeah. Because he, he's done it right so well. A main role own. model, gives back to his community, makes like social justice, um, you know, gets on his platform when he needs to and uses his platform for good. I mean, he's a great guy. But okay. my goat does not go on Twitter and talk back to 12 year olds. Hashtag not my goat, Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan. If Michael Jordan had anything like like you don't you don't see when you say greatest player of all time like you just don't I don't know I think Kevin Durant wants Michael that. Jordan talked his own brand of trash. Yeah, but he didn't do it on Twitter. Uh, he just didn't have Twitter to do it. I guess yeah. Have Twitter to do it. And that's the point. Or do what they do with the media. Sure. Like if that's how they want to brand themselves. Sure. But like here's the point. We're talking about Kevin Durant. You know the press is always talking about Kevin Durant but because negatively. Of so whatever. I mean, is there negative press? Yes, there is negative press. But at the same time, (laughs) his name, we always know about Kevin Durant. Like, Kevin Durant is always being talked about. And, I mean, for off and on the court. And that's fine. Like, if that's the way he wants to get talked about, that's fine. You know? That's that's where I'm at. Kevin Durant is going to live his life. You know, power to him. Yep. All right. You want to – you had that article you wanted to talk about. Oh, I mean, we don't have to, but yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I want to touch on this it. This article was just uh, released from Bleacher Report, and it was ranking the top NBA front offices. And there was a couple I wanted to just kind of highlight. Um, shout out to Grant Hughes. Um, we'll have to at him, tell him we talked about this. But he, he – good writing here, I think. Um, I think <laughs> the surefire, he got it right on the front end and the back end, but the Sacramento Kings were the worst franchise front office, which remains to be true. And I think will remain to be true for the foreseeable future. There's no hope there. For all eternity, forever and ever. Amen. Yes. (laughs) If one thing is consistent in the NBA, (laughs) the Kings are going to screw over their players and their franchise. Honestly, they need to relocate, do away with the image, get a new everybody, um, but I don't know if we'll ever see that happen under the current ownership. Uh, whatever's re- happening with them, I, I've never met a Kings fan, so nobody's <laughs> ever been able to give me a good opinion of the Kings. Um, and I live on the West Coast now. Like, <laughs> we're not that far from Sacramento. Well, I mean, pretty far, but not that far. And, like, I still haven't met a Kings fan in Seattle. Like, we don't even have our own team here, and I, I, I haven't met a Kings fan. Rightfully so. They, they don't deserve to have fans. Right? They're so, worst. yeah, they're, they're the worst. worst franchise. Yes. So that that was one thing. I love that he put the <laughs> – I love – the Cavs at 27. I mean, Ooh. that's that's right. They lost LeBron. They continue to make bad trades. Um, I mean, it's it just they, – they've not done anything right since the GM turnover. Um, so I guess that makes sense. And I did want to highlight, you know, we're Pacers fans. Um, I did want to highlight the Pacers at number nine. We got a blazing hot good review. Yes. Uh, thank you uh, for that. But he was just talking about Victor Oladipo outplayed Paul George. I'm glad somebody else is seeing it. Yes. Um, we won that trade regardless. Um, and then we're adding depth with Doug McDermott, Tyreek Evans, Kylo Quinn. We add depth. We add needed positions. Take pressure off Victor Oladipo. Rookie Aaron Holiday. I, I think we've left ourselves 
he, he talks about it. We've left ourselves with flexibility next year because Tyreek Evans is on a one-year deal. Miles um, Turner's contract's coming to an end. We got a bunch of options. Like we've left ourselves with a lot of flexibility next year, but also this year we're poised to make some damage. We you know we do some damage in the East. We're gonna have a good team again this year. Yeah, guaranteed top four season for the top four in the East for the Pacers this season. Um, if they're not that, if I say if we don't make second round of the playoffs, it's a failure of a season. Yeah, we're we're ready to do some damage, and we have a bunch of flexibility to change it up if it doesn't work, which is yeah, awesome. The front office has done an amazing job. And in the modern NBA, you don't see that. You don't see that flexibility. You know, we, yeah. we keep giving we're, – we're paying higher for these free agents because we're not a free agent destination. But we're also doing it in a way that's, like, team-friendly in the same, in the same sense. For sure. You because know? a lot of the rest of the NBA is kind of either, like, uh, win-now mode or tank mode. And, I mean, I always complain that we're in the middle just because, you know, we don't get good draft picks. We're not a big free agent market. But – We've surprisingly had put together a past good couple seasons to the point where we're con- legitimate contenders in the Eastern Conference now. So I mean, I'm proud of I'm proud of us. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Indiana has always been a basketball state, but we keep proving why we are with this team. Like the Pacers are making us proud, and I, I'm so happy about it. Um, and then I, the one thing I, I disagree with is the, they have the Thunder ranked above us, which we we I mean I briefly touched on that earlier, but like they've lost. I mean, they draft good talent. He talks about it. But they've lost three of the four people they've drafted. Um, thanks for mentioning that. But, like, Harden, Durant, Abaka, they've lost them. They're gone. And if you had those four people on a team, you'd win a championship. That's a that's yeah, a dynasty right. next to the Warriors. Easy. And, you know, better than the Warriors because you still have Durant. And you've lost that. You know, and you've gotten returns for that, I guess. Um, you got Paul George in a way, in a backhanded way through Abaka. You got... I mean, in a direct way for Ibaka, um, you got Paul George, and I mean, you got Schroeder um, recently. But like, I, I don't know. I just don't think they're seventh. I think Presti's overrated. I think they're all. I think the Thunder are overrated in the moves they make. But then the top two, rounding out the top two, they had the Celtics at, at two, and then they had the Warriors at one. Obviously, because I, I mean, just look at what the front office has done. This it's a testament to the draft process and signing a couple free agents. Uh, agents. I mean, the Warriors have just roasted the entire league. Yeah, those two teams have kind of laid out the blueprint of what you need to do to be successful in the NBA. Um, yeah, it, to modern NBA, I guess. Yeah, I, you know, very very good franchises. But I, I just wanted to talk. The Pacers, I think, are just doing great thing, and we can't we can't have one of these without talking about how great the Pacers are. But the Pacers continue just to make us proud, and um, even if things fail, like we've got a hometown star, which I think the NBA is leaning a lot more towards now. Um, after LeBron oh, yeah. happened, I think yep. a lot of people just want a star from the hometown, and we got that. Victor Oladipo. Yeah, Jabari's going back to uh, Chicago. He Chicago. Played basketball in Chicago, yeah, or played high school basketball yeah. in Chicago. Which is, which is awesome for the Bulls. That'll be great. Mm-hmm. Paul, Paul George didn't end up going back to L.A. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, but, I mean, you're getting these hometown heroes now, and I, I think that's great, especially for small market teams. Yeah, um, like Donovan I think that's Mitchell. one of the best things. Donovan Mitchell from uh, Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know where Donovan Mitchell's from. but Donovan Mitchell's a practicing Mormon from Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> I'm laughing. I, I, I don't think that's true. <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, I couldn't. Um, Jabari Parker's Mormon, isn't he? I don't, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Yeah, he is. He is? Yeah. 
Oh, wow. I did, I, yeah, I did know that. Yeah, he should have been in Utah. That would have been great for him. Yeah. Um, sorry, one sec. Oh, my gosh. It's fine. I, I live with the roommates. We're just going to have to wait and transition to the next take. We're podcasting. Hello. So the next take is the ratings. Oh, yeah. We got the 2K rating game going on, yeah. Oh, well, Rockets' Clint Capella agrees to five-year, $90 million extension. Ooh, I mean, you oh. have to. They had to. Yeah, 11 minutes ago, that broke, so. They they were, they're stuck with them. They're stuck with the team, so they're just looking to add Carmelo, and hopefully something works, but it's a, it's going to be, they're going to be a good team, you know. Yeah, obviously. I mean, the Rockets are always, have been good for a while now. I think this podcast is sad because none of it really matters because the Warriors are going to win 60. <laughs> you know, and I, I agree, but I, I honestly, I think I think there's a couple teams that could, could give them a run. Yeah. And that's all you can hope for. You know, one injury and the whole league changes. And that's what's great about the NBA. Yeah, and it's, it's all about the journey, not the destination, right? It's, it, <laughs> that's about a, it's about a championship, let's be honest. It's about a championship. <laughs> I mean, it's partially about making money, but it's about a championship. You want a championship, and you know, there's there's some teams here that I think are going to do, are going to give the Warriors their fair share of a run. Yeah, I'm uh, excited for next. I'm definitely excited for next year, but I, then I just I just think about the impending doom of 2019 NBA champions, and yeah, makes me want to cry. Anyways, okay, we'll see. We'll see. You want to play this game? All right, give me give me your uh, give me your numbers. All right, so. All right. 2K ratings. You introduced the game. <laughs> I, I love playing 2K. Um, NBA 2K19 ratings are coming out. They're releasing them in bits for each player. I've got an article pulled up of all the latest ratings that have been released. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to name a player. And you're going to guess their rating. Okay. All right. Okay. Have you seen them? Have you seen any? And I saw LeBron and Paul George. Okay. So I'll skip them. LeBron got so LeBron's a 98. LeBron's Paul George is an 89. LeBron's higher than last year. Yeah, well, people were like, "Oh, he should be a 99." I'm like, "That's not how the system works." Ryan at 2K, shout out for doing that, like making it pretty accurate. I, I agree with that. He is the cover athlete too. You kind of got to give him love. Okay, so let's go with uh, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, 94. Ooh, spot on. Woo! That's no. I think that's fitting for him. I mean. We need to see what he does when he comes back from this injury, or I don't even know if he was injured last year. He, <laughs> he's the best two-way player in the game besides um, LeBron. Yeah. LeBron's the best two-way player when he's like wants to put the team on his back, but like day in and day out, Kawhi's the best two-way player. Oh, yeah. I'd say so. I, you just trust Kawhi's going to come back fine. All right. Um, I'm going to jump around so you don't think I'm going like just down the list, because uh, let's go with uh, DeMar DeRozan, his counterpart. <sighs> 88. Ooh, all right, 89. 89, all right, okay, okay. I can see that. Yeah. Um, Let's see. DeMarcus Cousins. 87. Ooh, he's a 90, my boy. He's 90? Yeah. All right, okay, okay. I can I'm see not- that. Okay, I, I think the reason I gave him a low one was because he was out the whole, whole yeah. second half of the year, and he's coming back from an Achilles. But, I mean, he's proven he's a 90. I, it, yeah, I should have gotten that one. No, you're fine. I mean, yeah, that first half of the season, he was definitely, like, probably up there for the best big man in the league with, like, Anthony Davis, um, who's on his team. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's still crazy to think about. He had literally the two best big men in the league on the same team. Um, yeah. But, 
Yeah. For a very brief moment in time. I know. And it was beautiful, but they didn't really... Never a full season. Yeah, it was sad, but... Very sad. I want to see how he bounces back from this. Achilles is nothing to be messed with, but... I'll tell you what, his rating will decrease because he's on the Warriors. I oh, guaranteed his rating's going to decrease, but some GM's going to find potential and they're going to give him a max contract next year, I hope. I hope so. I, I think this is a one-year thing with the Warriors. That's my, that's my thing. <laughs> can the Warriors afford him? If he, like, asks for the max next year, can the Warriors do it? Oh, no, I mean, unless they're going to – no. I, I think they've hit the hard cap by that point. Okay, please. Yeah. It's just not fair. Just spare me, though. No. Okay. Let's see, let's see. All right, I'm going to run through our rookies. All right. I think you, we both talked about one of them. Anyways, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. He's going to be an 83. <laughs> I didn't like this one when it came out. 87. 87? He's one below DeMar, or two below DeMar DeRozan, two below Paul George. Jesus, man. Wow. I, 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 I mean... <laughs> He played really well, but yeah. I, I don't know. He is another. I, honestly, I can't even. I can't even give you commentary on that. That's just surprising. I'm in shock. But okay, well, this is gonna be fun. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Eighty-eight. Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Same thing. Really? Yeah, they kind of copped out and gave him the same rating. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would have given Donovan Mitchell higher than Jason Tatum. Yeah. Donovan it's... Mitchell carried his team. He's going to play really well on a good team. Yeah, I would have given Don- Donovan Mitchell like an 84, 85, but like now that you're giving Jason Tatum an 87, Donovan Mitchell has to be rated higher or equal. I, I oh, yeah. think higher. Because Donovan Mitchell plays better defense, I think. Definitely. Yeah. And he's got a better dunk. He's I mean, Jason Tatum a, does dunk. He's more of a scoring threat. I mean, he is the, the main scoring threat on his team right now. I don't know. Creates his own. I, uh, here's, here's the thing, too. Donovan Mitchell better have gotten a better dunk rating. Ronnie, oh, you better have upped that dunk rating. That boy was thrown down. Substantially. Jason Tatum could throw down. Yeah, yeah, he throws down more contact, though. I wouldn't I wouldn't see him like not throwing flashy. down crazy, yeah, not a fashion dunk, but he's going to throw down on people, yeah. yeah. He'll power his way there. Okay. Donovan Mitchell's going to finesse his way there. <laughs> and power his way there in some cases. Yes, sir. All right. And then our uh, rounding out the rookie class, the man who beat all of them, Quotation mark, rookie, Ben Simmons. What do you no, think? No, this, this one's hard. Because he, he doesn't, like, he's like an all-around good player. 89? 87. They gave him all three 87s. I think that was a cop-out. Ronnie, I'm usually proud of your ratings, but this is this is killing me here. Come on, what, 87? I mean, I guess they all three play in a different way. But, uh, like, Ben Simmons isn't going to score what they have. But he, he, he consistently does triple-doubles. I think what happened was they gave Ben Simmons an 87, and they're like, we don't want to like start up this controversy where we say one's better than the other, so we're going to give the other two 87s as well. I don't know. I, that, if, if that's the truth, that frustrates me. But I feel like they did it, and they were like, well, I guess this is – I don't know. I think it probably came out that way um, because they are very diverse players. Like, But they're too – points under Paul George and DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, that's a little nuts. That's a little. It's a little bit. It's a little, those little nuts. But I mean, it's, it's hard to separate once you get that upper tier. And I think I think in the updates, they'll flop around a lot. But, are we looking at, I mean, on, on the other note, are we looking at one of the best draft classes since 03? Well, I guess Ben Simmons wasn't in that draft class. No, he's, he's 
a year before that. Thing. I mean, that's obviously remains to be seen. I like the crunch share to proper belief. I believe in Lonzo Ball if he could stay healthy. Cause he's oh, yeah, I think he's going to be fine. Knee surgeries. He's a, he can do everything on the basketball court but shoot it. Yeah. And hopefully that comes. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. remains to be seen what he can do. He, he played really – he played well. Yeah. I mean, the the Mavs are confident in him moving forward, and I, I tend to agree. I think they're, they're going to do fine. Yeah, they're going to – He's going to be great. For him, just like running combo guard him with um, Doncic. So that'll be fun mm-hmm. to see. Uh, Markel. Markel Fultz looks good playing against some, uh, like, trainers. <laughs> I mean – the 76ers are high on him. The 76ers were high on Embiid when everybody else gave up on him. So I, I, I think I think he's going to be fine too once he comes back from these injuries or non-existence he's been living. But I, I, I have confidence in him coming back. Yeah, this will be a decent. I mean, OG is looking good. He was like a late pick. Um, yeah, OG is it was it was a very good late pick. And then you've got um oh geez what uh Luke with the Lakers. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Kennard. With the business, what if, um, with the the Lakers, um, I, I, I want to say Larry Nance, but it's oh, not Larry Kuzma. Nance. Yeah, Kuzma. You got Kuzma, and he came out of nowhere. Yeah, he's the second. Um, played really, really well. Yeah, or no, he's late um, first. Yeah. Yeah, late first, but he he played really well with the Lakers. So I mean, you've got a lot of like a variety of players that came out of this yeah, draft. Jordan Bell of Warriors fame. I think he's exactly. He's gonna be the next Draymond, obviously. So, and he was late round pick. Yeah. Like this, I mean, this draft class has potential for sure. Oh yeah, and then you got TJ Leaf. Oh god, <laughs> don't, don't get me started on the Leaf man. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, like overall, this has been a good. It was a good draft class overall. Good draft class. Um, a really, really good draft class. Let's get back to these ratings real quick so we can finish All up. Right. Um, I'll give you like two more. Um. I'll give you three more. Let's go with Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker, 85. 86. So they have Kemba Walker worse than three sophomores. That's a little nuts. I mean, I mean Kemba does his thing. Kemba's going to play his game. He's going to do his thing. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I'd take Jason Tatum over Kemba, so I, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, just for, like, potential sake. Like, if I'm choosing the team right now, I'll pick Jason Tatum over Kemba Walker. But – if you need somebody to get you a bucket, like if you're playing pickup right now and you need you just need, you just need to win one game, I might pick Kemba, but you know that's just me. That's just me. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Okay, uh, I'll give you two more. Let's go with uh, let's see, Carl Anthony Towns. Ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah, spot on. He's got. I was gonna say ninety, and I was like, no, nah, he's improved since last year. They gotta up him at least one. I think this is going into his third year. Yeah, yeah, this will be his third year. He was the, no fourth year. He was in the fifteenth. Fourth year. Wow. Oh yeah. So fifteenth season. Yeah. Third. Or, I think it's fourth. Yeah. What? So, I like cat. Third year. Third year. Third year. Oh, wow. apologies. Third year. Okay. And then last. I think one, he's gonna be fine. Last one. Anthony Davis. 95. 94. Nah. Okay. I think, so, there's obviously going to be some gaps to be filled. Well, actually, so the right now you have LeBron at 98, and then you have Kawhi and Anthony Davis at 94. So who do you think fills in that 98 to 94 gap? Kyrie Irving. 
Okay. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson, no. Clay's Steph Curry. Be... Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. Um, they're Kyrie? definitely Kyrie in that gap. Kyrie? I, I see Kyrie up there. Yeah. I, I see Kyrie as like a 92-93. I see Oladipo as like a 80-90. Ooh, okay. Well. 80. Because he did, he played better than Paul George last year, and he's got defense. He averaged yeah. two points on steals a game, dude. If they're doing this thing where you two pop out four. and like rank similar players similarly, put give Oladipo and Paul George the same eighty nine rating. Oh yeah, I, I I'd see that. I see that. He I, has I, I to like be that. an eighty nine ninety because I mean, just look at his season. It was phenomenal. If you give him, you should give him a ninety just to like do a little middle finger to okay, see, just like we gave him one <laughs> to Paul George. <laughs> you got honestly. <laughs> He, he deserves it. He deserves it. He's had a decent uh, season, yeah. I'm thinking of the upper epsilon. I mean, you're going to have Drummond at, like, 88. You're going to have, like, Blake at 87. Yeah. That would be a fun team to play with if you like playing with two big men. Oh, I love playing with Andre Drummond in 2K. Um, <laughs> Lillard might get a – might be oh, up there. Lillard already came out. Yeah, what do you think? Oh, he did? Yeah. Uh, 89? 90. 90. See? Right, right in that 90 mark. Um, right. Russell Westbrook's going to be a 94, 95. Yeah, Russell, I forgot about Russ. He'll be up. Oh, James Harden. Where's James going to fall? Oh, James Harden will be up there. I'm just, yeah, come on. I'll give him a 96, maybe. 96 for James Harden? Maybe he's just coming off MVP, so they might give him a 97. Yeah, yeah, they might throw him up there because that MVP. Which, again, LeBron deserved that. I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't think we had a t- chance to talk about it. LeBron deserved to be the MVP, period. So. Period, exclamation point. No question marks. LeBron was straight up MVP. And, I, you know, you can argue that he, Harden took him to seven. But, like, Harden took him to seven after acquiring Chris Paul. Yeah. Uh, Harden took him to seven on a better team. Um, Harden scored. Harden, I mean, played better defense this year, I think. Um, Harden, Harden, Harden distributed. But Harden didn't do what LeBron did with the Cavs. LeBron carried the Cavs on his back. He near had the best season of his career, and they're not going to give him MVP, and I think that's ridiculous. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And I think people are just tired of hearing him for MVP. I think that's the problem. Yeah, it's voter fatigue for sure. My thing, when I look back at MVPs, I want to, like, have somebody say, like, okay, 2018 season, what do you remember most about that? And I'll say, I remember LeBron James going off, or I remember – you know, like what's who's who like stood out the most when you like think back? Like I think back in 2016, or I think it was 2016. I remember Steph Curry just being you yeah. know, amazing. Yeah. So like you just you name a year and then like who like sticks out for you? And some people say last year, um, you know that was LeBron, but, but yeah, th- this year it should have been LeBron. LeBron stuck out to me this year. Russell Westbrook definitely stood out last year. Yeah, Steph Curry stood out the two years before that. Kevin Durant made his year the year before that. Like, it makes sense. Like, all of them have made sense. But Harden didn't stand out anything phenomenally this year. You know, he did his thing this year. And that's that. His team, he had to it was great. He, 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 was, he was great. Like, phenomenal. But LeBron was better. All right. You're entitled to He was more team. valuable. All right. I agree. I mean, I'm, I love LeBron. I, can, I agree with that. But And you'll see it You'll see it next year when the Cavs are not nearly as good. Definitely, yeah, the Cavs are going to be terrible. Um, let's see. Okay, final final ranking I want you to guess. And then we'll hasta la vista. All right. Um, 
I don't have this rating, but I just want to I just want to see what you what you're gonna think. Okay. Yep. Carmelo Anthony. Eighty four. Ooh, generous. Yeah, eighty four. I saw somebody put on Twitter as a joke, like Photoshop a sixty seven on, <laughs> and I believed it. I wholeheartedly believed it. <laughs> Oh my God! No, they would never do that to him. He's gonna be in the eighties. Yeah, that'll be. He'll be. 80s. I can never picture him being in the seventies. I could see him at like a seventy-nine, just like as a slight to him, just like a. Like That's if he was coming off the bench. If he was coming off the bench, they okay. give him. They give him that. But if he's starting, they can't give him that. They'll give him his respect. They'll give him something in the low eighties. Yeah. All right. All right. What, what One final play, hot take. What if he plays far forward? Oh, then he's like a seventy-five. Um, <laughs> But one final one final hot take. I've got one final hot take. You got any final hot takes? No, I'm good. I'm good. All right. One final hot take. We're going back to the uh, earlier in the podcast. I forgot to mention this. Okay. This is this is a little rant in Kawhi's defense. We okay. gave Kawhi a lot of crap for hiding for all that. In Kawhi's defense, the Spurs organization did him wrong. And I'm going to stand up. And I'm going to say that. And I'll I'll keep saying it because the Spurs organization treated him wrong. The medical staff they came out. They said he's fine. Pop said he's fine. Um, Parker said he's fine. And you know what? Like, nobody knows an injury like the player. And, you know, we've done sports, not near, not nearly at this level. But, like, there's been times, you know, stress fractures. Nobody sees that except for you and the trainer. Yeah. You know, Kawhi's camp said he's got he's got an injury. I believe him. If he, if he says he's got an injury and he can't play, he can't play. And it was wrong of the organization to come out and say, well, I don't know. That's not cool. You you had to stand behind your player when they say that, and whatever happened happened, and it's it, it was not right. And the report that came out that said Danny Green was injured all year, and the Spurs trainers didn't see it, even backs up this argument. You know they they don't know what they're talking about. They let Danny Green play on an injury all year, and Kawhi could have been playing on an injury, and they would have said, "No, you're fine." To me, it's unacceptable. Okay. Yeah, it's unacceptable, and the training staff needs to be fired with the Spurs. And really, the Spurs organization needs to take a deep look at how they're how they're running things. You know, I, I had high praise for the Spurs earlier. Um, historically, it makes sense, but this year they really failed their players, and I'm I'm kind of come out and I'm going to say that, and I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Um, I think I, I think Kawhi was wronged by the Spurs, and I hope they do better by DeRozan, and I'm afraid they're not going to. Um, but hopefully this is a good move for Kawhi, and I really do want to see him succeed. Um, and I want to see him be an MVP. I, I think he deserves it at some point. So. Wow, that was a that, bold. That's my that's my hot take. I told you I had one final hot take. That's my hot take, and that's where we'll end things for today. All right, I'm dumbfounded. Okay, get on Twitter and tell Isaac he's wrong at un, untapped underscore NBA. It's NBA underscore untapped. Uh, no, it's untapped underscore NBA. I am looking at it right now. <laughs> It is NBA underscore untapped. My apologies. My condolences. So, Isaac, did we at get, did NBA we get on, uh, underscore untapped. Wait, did we get um, out of the, uh, like, being locked? We are we are back live. Um, We're live, baby. Now. We're live. Uh, NBA underscore untapped. Um, come, come at us with your uh, hot takes. I'd, I'd love to hear them. Um, yes, sir. Kawhi was wrong by the Spurs. I'm I'm done. That's it. All right. See you guys next week. See you next week.